0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and I'm so happy that you're joining me here today. And if you're a dad who wants to add more tools to your fathering toolbox, then you've come to the right place, because you know that my passion is to help dads become heroes. And though I primarily focus on the dad-daughter relationship, everything we talk about here will help you as a man to also be more dialed into your sons as well. Well, before we delve into our topic today, here's the template that serves as a grid every time we meet together, which is on your mark, get set, go. So dads, picture yourselves standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week, and I'm on the sidelines as your coach, cheering you on and saying on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme, get set, Filling that in with stories and stats and go is always your practical action step so that you can put your love for your daughters and your sons into action this week. Well, today I'm so excited to have a return guest joining me, and he actually is very into sports, so I love this metaphor of him being a guest coach today because it's literal and figurative in terms of being true about him. So Pastor Mike Self is coming back again to share more of his heart for fathers today. And if you've heard him before talk about what a daughter needs from her dad, you're going to love hearing him bring his heart to this topic today— So Mike is actually an avid swimmer. He loves being a swim coach. He loves getting into sports with his kids and with other people. He's a leader of fathers and families at River West Church here in Portland, Oregon. He's a dad to his 18-year-old daughter, Maddie, and his 16-year-old son, Mason. He's been married to the love of his life, Kathleen, for 23 years, and he is a man who loves people well. He has a big heart for engaging people, for connecting with them at places where they really live. And that's what I love about him being here today. You're going to hear his heart for you as a dad as he brings that to the conversation. Welcome back, Pastor Mike Self.
1: Michelle, thank you. Great to be back.
0: Yay, here we go. Part two. Again, we love just... Engaging in conversations, don't we, about fathering? Absolutely. It's I love both it. of our passions, and here we are miles apart from each other, and we've only met this year. Go figure. <laughs> well, on your mark today, the title that we've come up with is Eight Principles of Eternal Prize-Minded Sports Dads. Now, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Let me say it again. Eight Principles of Eternal Prize-Minded Sports Dads dads so now for the get set part mike i would love you to just share a little bit of the backstory as to why this is something that has been on your heart for years
1: um and it really has for years i've wanted to give a talk on this uh, you know i have two kids who have grown up playing sports you know i've been a coach uh coach
0: oh good see good i'm glad <laughs> you're doing that song. that's been a coach say that again
1: um, I've been a coach. I've coached soccer, lacrosse, t-ball, baseball, swimming. Uh, I also I grew up competing in a lot of different sports. Swimming being my favorite. Um, I was a Division One athlete. I swam for the University of Texas. Um, and also, I'm currently a high school coach, uh, a coach of, of swimming. And uh, so, I'm an athlete. I'm a coach. I'm a parent. Also, <laughs> I am I'm fiercely competitive. And unfortunately, it gets me in trouble all the time. And and I hate to admit this, but at games, I'm that guy. I've I've yelled at refs. I've yelled at other parents, uh, but also I have apologized to revs and to other parents. And also, this is super important too. I, I love Jesus, um, but I think too many of us, as, as Christian parents. Have jumped into the youth sports culture and forgotten what really matters. Mm. Uh, so today, I'm talking to myself just as much as I'm talking to, to anybody else.
0: Well, I, I mean, honestly, I imagine that most dads listening can relate to you saying, "I'm passionate." Should we call it that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm passionate when I'm there championing my kids in their sports ventures, and right? That's that's legitimate. There's a lot of testosterone there. There's a lot of investment in the outcome. And so today, you're going to be breaking this down. I love that you're saying I'm talking to myself first. So Mike, let me just begin by asking you this question. What do you believe really matters when it comes to youth sports?
1: Well, first of all, I believe that everything in life is meant to be a platform for the gospel. Uh, that includes your role as a dad as it relates to your daughter's sports. So I want to look really, really big picture by framing our conversation with, the, with a passage of scripture, and this is 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 25, and it says this, Do not uh, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Mm. Um, so, Christian sports programs, they love this verse. You know, I've seen this on the back of their of jerseys, but they are running after the wrong prize. So I want you to let that sink in for a minute. You know, I, I am all about winning, but I want to channel that energy into the right place and win in the places that really matter. Mm-hmm. So as it relates to you, sports, it's, it's not about the medal, the trophy, the ribbon. You know, those things might be nice. Um, But rather, it's the eternal prize that comes from a life lived in service of the gospel that that really matters. Mm -hmm. And of course, this can apply to anywhere in life. Um, But right now, I want to talk about your role as a dad uh, of an athlete um, and how to live with an eternal prize in mind.
0: Okay, well, with that said, you've got eight principles of eternal prize-minded sports dads, right? A mouthful, but that's what you're just saying is I wanna take that mouthful and make it practical so that dads can really invest with a bigger picture in mind as they encourage their daughter and their sons in sports. So how about we start with the first principle for dads to follow?
1: Well, number one, don't make youth sports about winning. Because um, you can win and still lose. I, I, just way too much emphasis on winning and winning at all costs. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's extreme examples out there. there there's a dad that drugged his daughter's tennis opponents, you oh. know, just to make them more, you know, uh, groggy playing. And, Are you and, serious? Yeah, it happened, and he actually went overboard, and um, a girl died. Oh my goodness! All, so his daughter could win in tennis. Um, and there's easier examples too, where just you know, six-year-old soccer coaches not letting you know, the less skilled players play. At that yeah. level, it should all be about learning, having yes. fun, learning the skills. So yeah. one thing I really encourage rather than focus on winning is focusing on just a, a go for it attitude, right? Where you celebrate the try. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. mean that, you know, you have to win to have fun. You want them to have fun. There you um, go. Don't over-celebrate the wins. Don't make too big of the losses.
0: There you go. What's the second principle for dads to follow?
1: Well, number two, don't make your daughter's sport an idol or success in that sport you have to remember that your daughter is more than her athletic accomplishments. And it's all too easy to wrap your identity and self-worth into those sports uh, where you have to win to feel good. Mm-hmm. And, and really, that was my experience growing up. Uh, my parents kind of fostered my success. Yeah. And if I was swimming really well, I felt good about myself. But when my swimming career cratered in college, I was depressed. It was too uh-huh. much of my identity, too much of my self-worth was wrapped up into that.
0: Yeah, in your do, not your who.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: So, okay, you just talked about sports could become an idol. I've honestly might not heard anybody ever talk about it that way. So could you just dig deep and maybe say to dads today, here are some warning signs to look for in yourself if you're making an idol out of your daughter's sports?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Here's some questions to consider. Um, Number one, do the majority of your conversations with your daughter revolve around her sports? Or can you talk about other things? Uh, Number two, do you consider your daughter's sport more important than church or Bible studies or retreats, things like that? You know, does a loss in a competition ruin your night or your whole weekend? Can you find joy in just chewing on your daughter just because she's your daughter, or does it depend on her level of success in her sport? And uh, I'll just give you one more. Are, Are you pushing your daughter to do things outside of her normal practices uh, what well, she has no interest or desire to pursue, you know, things like private coaching or, or, or cross training.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for breaking that down because I think that could sound a little like spiritual ease. Oh, it's an idol. But I love that you have such a heart, Mike, for making practical truth relevant. So thank you for sharing that. Okay, let's keep moving. What would you say is the third principle that you've identified for eternal prize minded sports dads?
1: All right, well, don't wrap your identity in the excess of your daughter's sports. Um, just like your your daughter is more than her sport, okay, you are more than your kid's sport. Uh, your life can't fully revolve around your kid's sport. So that's egocentric. This sends the wrong message to our daughters. You know, it's okay uh, for a daughter to miss a practice or a game. Really, regardless of what the coach might say, mm. it's okay for you to miss watching a competition. It's okay. Um, so much pressure for our kids, you know, to succeed because of of how it makes us look. All right, so we push. Um, it's not about bragging, Ryan, right, it's about that col- college scholarship. Uh, we make it too much about us, and, uh, and that's why we push our kids in the wrong way.
0: Yeah, there you go. Okay, let's keep this moving. What's the fourth principle, Mike, that you have for the father who wants to be an eternal, prize-minded sports dad?
1: Well, I think we have to model grace to coaches, refs, and, and other parents. Uh, remember, we are competing for the eternal prize, the one that really matters, one that does not fade. And I'm convinced everyone out there, everyone's trying to make life work. And sometimes it right. brings out the worst in us because we just want to see success. We want to see that victory. Um, but, you know, we have coaches out there. Uh, they've got a difficult job. Referees have a very thankless job. Yes. <laughs> we need to be kind to them. Uh, we need to extend grace to them because they're going to make mistakes. Right. Um, and remember, this is a gospel platform. Um, so we need to be thinking about how can we love and serve these parents, these kids, these coaches, and i just remember, you know, the other team is not the enemy. Okay, they aren't the bad guys. Okay, we aren't the good guys. <laughs> right. so you got to kind of push that apart.
0: Well, you even tell the story of going up to a ref. Didn't you after a really hard game that hadn't gone well? But you took the initiative. Tell that story.
1: Well, it was a lacrosse game. And the parents on the sidelines were furious at the way this ref was calling a game. And I have to believe he was doing the best that he could. So I actually went out there because I think he, he was probably feeling a little, a little beat up. So I went out there to apologize, but when he saw me coming, he just deflated. He, he, he just thought I was out there to give him a hard time. Yes. And when I just went out there to thank him, he didn't know how to respond to that. You know, mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't know what to say. But I truly wanted to extend grace and thank him for that role. Again, a ref— it's, For it's doing a his best. Job for doing his best. Yeah. He's not out there to ruin anyone's good time. He's yeah. trying to keep it safe and fair.
0: And like you said, that is a platform for the gospel. Absolutely. You're living out your faith. Well, if you're just joining me, I'm talking with Pastor Mike Self about eight principles of eternal prize-minded sports dads. So we're about halfway through this powerful list, and we're going to review them at the end. But how about, Pastor Mike, if you now go on to the fifth principle that you have for dads, if they want to lead their daughters to have a balanced and healthy view of sports?
1: All right. Well, number five then is champion your daughter to win in the things that are most important. All right. the Most important things more emphasis needs to be placed on her character than the outcome of a game. And there's really there's always this kind of game within the game or something going on in that competition. Uh, that's actually more important. You know, what kind of a teammate is your daughter? You know, how does she treat her opponents? How does she treat the the coaches and the refs? You know, is she a gracious winner? Um, How does she handle her losses? You know, we want to encourage those lifelong skills, those things that really matter, more than just the outcome of a game.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then, Daz, you have to think about, too, what are your verbal and nonverbal cues saying about your daughter's performance?
0: Okay, come on, nonverbals.
1: Nonverbals. That is powerful.
0: Because that look, again, we as women, I always say, men read lines, women read between lines. Mm. Right? So your daughter is reading you at all times. You're disappointed in me. You think I'm an embarrassment. And it may be her own view that she's projected onto dad. But what would you tell dads to do about that?
1: Well, one thing remember, it's okay to be disappointed for your child, but never in her. I'm sure she gave her best. Whatever went on, she was going for it. Mm-hmm. And for you to be disappointed in that, you know, even if you don't say it, she can, she yeah. can read your body language. Yeah. She needs your love and approval. What she needs is your unconditional love.
0: Yes. Did you experience that ever, being an athlete with your dad?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really hard. Um, you know, there's experience one time when, um, uh, when I was in high school and I was really hoping to be on the four by 100 free relay. And it was coming down to me and one of my teammates, actually a good friend. And we had been going back and forth, back and forth all season long. And so the coach said in this particular race, hundred meter free, whoever has the fastest time will be on that relay. And we both wanted to be Uh on that relay, of course a 100 meter free, it's one flip turn. And this might have been the only time in my life that I had a bad flip turn. That was this bad. Barely hit the wall. Cost me probably a couple tenths of a second. That's all that mattered wow. because that's how much I lost the race by. Oh, so you're in a pool. I'm in a pool. Just so I'm thinking you're I'm swimming. You're no, I'm swimming. swimming. Maybe I didn't okay. make that clear. I am swimming. <laughs> and I was so disappointed because my buddy, he won. I didn't get to be on the relay. Uh-huh. So I went to the locker room. I was crushed. I was disappointed. My dad walked in. At that moment, what do you, what do you think I needed?
0: Yeah. A hug I or a some hug. kind of encouragement. You did your best.
1: You try, you he, know. Oh, but what I got was he looked me right in the eye and he goes, oh, Mike, you should have blown that flip turn. You just blew it. That was the last thing I needed to hear because I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. You it already was, knew it. It was crushing. I yeah. needed a hug. I needed yeah. to hear, Mike, there'll be other races. And right. what I got was not helpful.
0: So I love that you even said it would have helped to hear there's other races because in that moment, only that race mattered. Right, (laughs) You needed somebody outside of yourself, namely your dad, to say, wait, let's think beyond this loss, Mm -hmm. which goes back to your first point, right? There's more in life beyond sports. It's not all about this win. Did you and your dad ever talk about that later?
1: Not that particular race, uh-huh. but there are other races. Something shifted in him, though. As I got older, as I was swimming in college, I think she, he recognized how much was at stake, how much pressure I put on myself. Yes. And most athletes, they put the pressure on. They don't need other people to apply the pressure. Yeah. And there were some really sweet moments I did have with my dad. Um, where That's he would awesome. just Embrace me. Yeah. You know, win or lose, and just let him know he was proud of
0: me. Oh, I love that. Because you are, I would call you practical action step, Pastor Mike self, because you just know how to make it real practical. So do you have any questions that you would encourage dads to ask their daughter if they're wanting to champion her to win in the things that are most important?
1: Well, one of the big things I think too often when we, we, we coach and we coach in ways that don't help, we coach from the sidelines, which is really annoying to yep. the other parents and to the to the, the, the athletes. And don't coach on the way home, just related to your daughter's performance. But ask her more about her, you know, how she played. Just, you know, did you have fun? Um, You know, how did you feel like you played today? What did the the coaches tell you after the game? You know, what was your your highlight? Uh You know, where were you a good teammate? You know, were you able to encourage someone who was down? Like, those things matter more than the, the, the points or the goals or the scores.
0: And I love how you even said, sometimes when you ask these questions, your daughter will already tell you the things that you might've wanted to say, (laughs) but now it's like, oh, the coach said it. Mm -hmm. And then I can say, how did that make you feel? Or what do you think of that? And it opens up a conversation, right? Versus shutting her down, and the distance happens. So again, so practical. Okay, let's keep moving on. What would you say, Pastor Mike, is the sixth principle for a dad to put into action his eternal focus to align with his daughter as she enters into sports?
1: Well, I would let your daughter determine her athletic career, her path, um, and with, with, within reasons, of course. But let your daughter decide you know, what sport she wants to participate in, even if she's not good at them. All right. Mm-hmm. Like, if she wants to do it, let her do it. Um, you know, sometimes I get asked, How can I motivate my daughter to win? And I usually say, You can't. You know, some kids are just more naturally competitive than others. You know, the drive to win is intrinsic. So letting your daughter choose her sports, uh, you know, her, her path, it'll help her to avoid burnout. You know, you know, so often we're pushing for something way into the future. We're pushing for that college scholarship uh, or the chance even to compete in college. Like that's the most important mm-hmm. thing. Um, remember, it's supposed to be fun. You're learning skills. You're, you're learning how to be a good teammate. You know, just because... You play tennis in college does I that mean your daughter's going to play tennis in college. So yeah. we have to kind of let our own dreams go and let our daughters choose their path.
0: Okay, so let me just ask you this. So if you are a dad who wants to let your daughter determine her athletic path, how would you encourage a dad to actually do that? Does he not give comments about what he dreams for her? Does he more draw out what she's thinking or wanting with, without comment or what?
1: Well, again, I think there's so much value in new sports. I mean, it's really wonderful. Um, and so just encouraging them to participate. Like, here's options. There's soccer. There's tennis. There's swimming. Honey, what would you like to do? You know, mm-hmm. and let them get a feel for it. I do believe this, though. Whatever they start, they need to finish. You know, they might start. In a start,
0: school year. In a, yeah, in, in a season. An, in you, that you, season. You get that
1: soccer season. Maybe that's not her sport. Well, she needs to finish out that season. And she'll learn a lot about perseverance in that, too. And then try something new. Try something different. Um, but let her be excited about it. You can't instill your excitement in her. Uh, let her thats good
0: find her path. Yeah, and be okay with it. And be okay with and it. Be and okay and with sometimes
1: it. that's hard. Yeah, <laughs> truth Especially be told. If you're competitive and yes. you want them to, to, to thrive and you know, maybe they'd be better at volleyball, they would be at tennis, yeah. but they need to decide.
0: And like you say, bragging rights as parents. It's like, <laughs> I'm invested here. Okay, what would you say, Mike, is the seventh principle for dads who want to have an eternal prize-minded view of sports?
1: All right. Number seven, the, the journey is more important than the finish line or the team's record. And, and I love this quote from Ernest Hemingway. It is good to have an end to journey towards, but it is the journey that matters in the end.
0: Okay, wait, say that again. That is packed with truth.
1: It's, a, it's good uh, to have an end to journey towards, but it is the journey that matters in the end. Um, You know, that's why you could have a losing season and it could still be worth it. It's not always about, you know, that championship. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so much to be gained from your sports. You know, we've mentioned this already. It's the fun, it's the friendships, it's discipline, teamwork, handling adversity, you know, winning and losing gracefully. All that happens in the journey, you know, not just because you won, um, you know, and so uh, it, it could serve you for a lifetime. You know, these things are so important.
0: How have you as a dad, let's just make it really practical because both your kids do sports, don't they? They do, yep. How have you come alongside your daughter in that exact point to to maybe if she's had a losing season, how have you as a dad led well to say, "Hun, this is more than a losing season? Like, well, really practically, how, how do I'm you gonna, do be, that? You
1: can just speak to this because my daughter plays lacrosse. They were in the playoffs and they got eliminated in the second round. And it was heartbreaking. She's a senior. Mm-hmm. All these girls are crying on the sidelines. You know, this is the last time they're going to play lacrosse together. And the, the last thing I would say is like, oh, you guys lost. You blew it. You're not. you not. You're not moving on. Yeah. But just to let her know, I am so. I love watching her compete. Like, uh-huh. I want her to know how much I love watching her. It brings me joy to see her. Um. And she learned in this season, you know. Um. And she had some real adversity that she had to overcome. Um. There's some great victories that they could rejoice in. Some crushing defeats. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of it is worth it. You know. There's always there's a plan in all of that.
0: Would you ever encourage dads, or did you ever have a, like, let's say, a special dad-daughter dinner to review the year, or is that a little too formal?
1: I've never done that, but that's kind of that could be a really cool idea. You know, we always have those end-of-season parties, but they usually with don't go everybody with everybody. Um, but those don't usually go very deep. Yeah, um, but that might be a really interesting idea. I
0: mean, especially since you're saying I saw growth in her character; she pushed past adversity. And again, I'm over here as a daughter, right? And a champion of dads of daughters saying those words will stick with her. Hmm. Just like you said, your dad's words in the locker room stuck that hurt you. But again, how much more powerful if dads are saying, here are my words that are positively encouraging you beyond the game. Beyond the game. Well, there you go. There's a practical action step for you today. (laughs) I like that. So that you could take your daughter out and review the year. And the things that
1: matter most. The things
0: that matter most and i guarantee she'll remember them. Mm. And i think another thing i would add if you don't mind no, my tell jumping, me, in, Michelle, what should i okay, be doing? <laughs> these are these are you got, again your your insights, but i tend to be someone that looks at tangible items to remember events. Like when i go on a vacation, i love I, like i'll buy a ring and then every time i wear that ring, i remember that trip or something tangible as a token of of that experience. I wonder if even as a dad like here your daughter's at the end of her you know, high school season of, of lacrosse, her years of it, to go, I wanted to just buy you a token. I mean, it could be a little tiny glass heart. It could be a letter you write to her that she has to read later. It could be, I don't know. What do you think of that idea? No, I think
1: that's great. And one of the things like, you know, we do those kind of things, there's are commemorative items, you know, yes. that, that thing that takes you back to that event or that special time. Um, no, I love that idea. I've never done that associated with sports particularly, but Especially this is such a milestone because she is going off to college. She has done with her uh-huh. lacrosse career. It was very valuable. She's been playing it since she was in second grade. So, oh, yeah, we yeah. want to be able to remember some of those key important things that she's learned.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay, well, let's keep going here. What would you say is the eighth thing, the last thing, the principle for fathers who want to be an eternal prize-minded sports dad?
1: All right, so number eight, don't give in to the crazy parent sports culture. Keep an eternal perspective. Um, there's so many lies out there mm-hmm. um, the parent sports culture says things like um, you know if your daughter isn't playing soccer by the time she's six she'll never be able to catch up okay well, that's a lie uh, or if your daughter isn't playing club lacrosse or club soccer or club volleyball she'll never get to play in high school you know that's a lie you know uh-huh. if they're good enough they'll, they'll play um, and I'll give you one more you know if you, if your daughter doesn't Receive a college scholarship in her sport, then somehow she's a failure, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, or she shouldn't have been doing that sport, you know, that it was a, it was a waste of time, you know, which is a lie. Um, you know, scholarships are so rare. And I, and I feel for kids whose parents are always pushing them to that end. You yes. know, it's not fair to their child. Um, you know, and, and too many parents feel pressure to be overly involved in their kids' sports. Yeah. You know, otherwise they might come across as, as bad parents. Right. Um, or somehow they're letting their, their kids down. Yeah, you know, there's other ways to be investing in your in your kids. It's yeah. not just their sport.
0: There you go. Well, now as we wrap up this conversation, you've given every dad tons of ideas. How about if we review them again? Can you now say the eight principles? This is the go part of of the of the show today. Dads, take one of these things because eight are too many. Would you encourage dads take one of these things? One's a
1: great place to start.
0: Start with one of them. Can you review the eight? Principles that you would say are key if you want to be a dad who raises an eternal prize-minded daughter.
1: All right, number one, don't make you sports about winning. Number two, don't make your daughter's sport an idol. Number three, don't wrap your identity into the success of your daughter's sport. Uh, number four, model grace to coaches, refs, and other parents. Number five, champion your daughter to win in the things that are that that are most important, the things that really matter. Number six. Let your daughter determine her athletic path. Number seven, the journey is more important than the finish line or the team's record. And then number eight, don't give in to the crazy parent sports culture. Keep an eternal perspective.
0: Oh, so good. Well, today on your mark has been eight principles of eternal prize-minded sports dads. I've been here with Pastor Mike Self. And between today and next week, dads, I encourage you to choose one of those eight principles that he's given today to help you connect with your daughter, to help her also be eternally minded when she enters into sports. As always, you can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com and find free resources. You can sign up for my bi-monthly Dad-Daughter Friday blog and also find a link on Amazon where you can buy my book, Dad. Here's what I really need from you, a guide for connecting with your daughter's heart, which is also available now on audible. Remember you can always subscribe to the Dad Whisper podcast on iTunes where you can listen back to any past shows also on Spotify and Google Play. So this wraps up another week's program. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisper signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you are intentionally and consistently investing in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go Dads.